save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Thank you so much. Indeed, it is Bo Snurdly here. If you'd like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC. We've got a busy, busy uh, program scheduled for you today. Tucker Carlson will be joining us. And, of course, our very own Princess Di. What a day to have Princess Di on with us. And what a day to have Tucker Carlson here. Tucker Carlson has got a new, has got a new um, series that he's doing on uh, Fox Nation. So we'll talk about that. And, of course, Princess Di and I will talk about whatever suits our fancy. As you know, who doesn't know by now, the, there is a new monarch in England, King Charles. As you heard at the top of the news, he has made his first public statements. Among them, there are some cuts that I, I find you know touching. He closed the speech by thanking his mother and suggesting that she and Prince Philip have now met in the afterlife, which... You know, yesterday I mentioned this near the top of the program. There was a double rainbow that was outside of Buckingham Palace right after or right before the announcement was made and shortly after the Queen passed. So who knows what that is symbolic of. I happen to want to believe, whether it's a fairy tale or just a coincidence, that there's some sort of some sort of cosmic message behind it. There are other things in the news, some of which we have, including, you know, Steve Bannon was perp-walked. These people are doing everything they can to, to damage Steve Bannon's reputation, to damage Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon said he's just begun to fight. Of course, we've heard those famous words in American history before. I certainly hope it's true because Steve Bannon does not deserve the the hatred and vitriol that is coming to him in our now two-tier justice system. The DOJ is also 
trying to appeal the ruling on the special master. Donald Trump is furious about that. He issued a furious response to that. There's something of hatred to discuss in the Queen's passing. You've no doubt heard of the professor from Carnegie Mellon University, Unja Anya, who said, if anyone expects me to express anything but disdain for the monarch who supervised the government that sponsored the genocide that massacred and displaced half my family and the consequences of which those alive today are still trying to overcome, you can keep wishing on a star. This is the woman that that wished that Queen Elizabeth would have extensive pain and suffering. What she said was that wretched woman and her bloodthirsty throne have effed generations of my ancestors on both sides of the family, and she supervised the government that sponsored the genocide of my parents and siblings. So if I may, she die in agony. And that statement was taken down by Twitter, but not before some people. She teaches at Carnegie Mellon. Carnegie Mellon instead at once, well, not at once, but a short time later issued a condemnation of the remarks, but then support for the professor. They said that, you know, this was this, this, this idea of freedom that they support it, even though Carnegie Mellon said that they found her remarks unsuitable and they condemned them. Hmm. I wonder if the remarks had been geared from a, how shall we say, a person of non-color to a person of color, whether Carnegie Mellon would stand for it. I just wonder. Because... In these days and age, there seemed to be a double standard with just about everything. 73% of Americans, by the way, say, according to new polling, that they're sick of the old folks in government. They don't want, they want age limits on elected officials. They're tired of the geriatric crowd running the show. Joe Biden has been out. By the way, yes, I'm doing shorthand on the news. You can feel free to comment on any one of these. I want to get to as many stories as possible. We don't have to go into detail unless you want to. Tomorrow for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, we can spend all the time we want. We've got full three hours. There's a story today in American Wire News. Biden warns Republicans don't have a clue about the power of women. Here we go again. Biden has just been slamming Republicans from one into the another. You know, you ultra-maga types, you're fascist, you're evil. And apparently there is some polling that says, hey, this is working. A majority of Americans now think that ultra-maga people are harmful to the country, that MAGA people are harmful to the country. I don't know whether to believe those poll numbers or not. If they do believe them, it's problematic. But now he's sharpening his attack, saying that we refuse to accept the will of the people. We are the threat to democracy, and we don't know a thing about women. You know, these people act like Republicans don't come from human families, that we don't have women in our families, that we don't have daughters, that we don't have nieces, that we don't have mothers and grandmothers. Of course, we understand 
the power of women just as clearly as anyone else does. This is ludicrous. What I don't think Joe understands is that there are other women on the planet besides liberal shell women. There are plenty of women in America that don't agree with their liberal way of looking at the world. Republicans don't understand the power of women. Nonsense is that. In Washington, D.C., this story from BizPack Review today, the mayor of Washington, D.C., Mayor Bowser, Muriel Bowser, is now saying that Texas Governor Abbott has turned Washington, D.C. into a border town. She says it's a public emergency. If we're a border town, we can't. We, we've learned from border towns like El Paso and Brownsville. In too many ways, the governors, Texas and Arizona, have turned us into a border town. She's complaining because they've been shipping a few thousand immigrants, nowhere near the amount of illegal immigrants that have swamped Texas and Arizona. And here she is whining like a baby. Oh, oh boy, oh boy, they're so mean, so evil. These, these, the governor of Arizona, the governor of Texas have sent a few of the illegal immigrants her way, and she can't stand it. She can't hassle it, handle it. Now she's sending some of them out to the suburbs. Bowser stated D.C. will make sure the migrants are properly greeted, though. We don't know how long this will take to resolve. We don't know how long they'll be continue, continuing to bust them in. And so the right thing to do here is to be prepared, ensure we can greet every bus, we can get people off on the right foot, we can get them where they want to go, and that will ultimately help them in their immigration. She's now formed the Migrant Services Office. Well, good for you, Mayor Bowser. Now just quit whining about it. You said you want to be a sanctuary city. You say that's what you are. Well, provide sanctuary with a smile and shut up about it. As I said, Prince Charles' emotional response. Maybe we'll have some time to play some of it later. Keeping my eye on the clock because, of course, we have to be ready. Yeah, the timing of things is going to change today than what we usually do. Those of you who listen to this program regularly know that usually after the first break, we have Princess Di. Princess Di is going to join us a little bit later in the show today so that we can hear from Tucker Carlson. Her Majesty has been gracious, our our Princess Di. And I will tell you once again, our Princess Di is like no other Princess Di the world has ever seen. And we are eternally grateful for our Majesty, Princess Di. The, there is more on TikTok. You know, we're going to have one day, I can't say when, the woman that does libs of TikTok, we have been talking with her for weeks, and hopefully we'll have her on the program pretty soon. Vote.org is spending $10 million to register young Americans. Supposedly they're nonpartisan. Do you think they are? Do you think there's anything such as nonpartisan left in the country anymore? Something else I want to get to before the break? Falling home prices. How many of you are first-time home buyers? How many of you have been looking for a house? And you've looked at these prices over the last year and you've said, oh, hell no, I can't afford that. 
Well, relief might be in sight. If you go now, and by the way, I look all the time just to, because I like looking in houses. And so you will now see that in certain marketplaces, some of the housing prices are starting to go down. And more importantly, houses that used to go on the market, sold in a day, sold two days in certain price ranges, people overbidding for them, that seems to have slowed down now. There's a story from the Daily Mail, falling home prices, rising interest rates are pushing 275,000 borrowers into negative equity. Now people are starting to figure out, in some cases, they're going to go underwater because of their circumstances. But for many people, what we may be witnessing is the beginning the beginning of a buyer's market. Up until now, it has been a seller's market. We may be witnessing, my friends, the very beginning of of a seller market. In Alabama, there's a huge fight. You see these every so often over a homeowner and their HOA because she put up a flag. Not just a flag. She has a husband who's in the military who lost a leg. She put up two flags, one for the one for um, the Army and the other an American flag, and the HOA is having a cow. She says she's going to keep it up. She happens to be black, by the way. I just say that because I just saw her picture. I said, hmm. Okay. Let us do this, my friends. Let us take a short break. We're coming back. Tucker Carlson will be with us very soon. And also Princess Di is coming on today, so... Boston Earlies, this is our Friday edition of Boston Earlies Rush Hour. Coming right back after this. This is the Rush Hour with Boston Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 77 WABC and Tunnel Towers Foundation presents 9-11, 21 years later. Now, here's Boston Nerdly. It is the day that changed our lives forever in New Yorkers. We'll always remember it. New York's news talk leader will never forget. 77 WABC joins the Tunnel to Towers Foundation for special days of tribute today, September 9th, and on Sunday, September 11th. Tunnel to Towers Foundation 9-11 Remembrance. Remembering 9-11 20 years later, 21 years later actually this year, on WABC. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure. And I mean this sincerely for everybody in this audience, and I know there are so many of you who miss Rush Limbaugh, and I know why you miss Rush, because to him, to us, to the Dittoheads, there was nobody like him ever and will never. But let me tell you something. Some of the characteristics that you loved about Rush Limbaugh, you have to love about this man that you're going to hear from shortly. Fearless. He is fearless. He will take on the topics that no one else really wants to delve into because they're afraid of the controversy and the blowback. He is an enemy of the mainstream liberal press. They do everything they can to try to dehumanize him and to demean him, and it is all lies. And they do it on a regular basis because they cannot stand that he is so effective at what he does. 
And above all of that, his journalistic integrity is amazing. This is a man who always is prepared when he opens his mouth when he does a story. But above all of that, he is a decent, decent, wonderful human being. Tucker Carlson is with us. Hi, Tucker. Well, I don't think I've ever had an intro like that. <laughs> I wish my kids were listening. Thank you. Every word of it is true, Tucker. You know, for all of us, I mean, you know, I was with Rush for 30 years. I take comfort in the fact that you are out doing what you're doing and you are unflappable. These people have come at you with every lie they can. They try to di- they try their best to discredit you. It doesn't work because you're solid as a rock. You, you do your homework. It's just it's wonderful to see. Well, thank you. Also, as you know, when you I mean, you spent your life in this. People take their criticism too seriously. They don't mean what they say. They just want people to shut up and stop asking questions. You know, they call you names. They don't really think it's real. You know what I mean? It's yes. like it's all – it's just – it's it's not sincere at all. If, if someone I respect criticizes me in a sincere way, I really think about it. I mean it, that's that means something to me. But if the New York Times calls me names, like who cares? <laughs> you know <what> it is? <laughs> Tucker, you're doing something – um, it, it, you, you've got a new show coming up on Fox Nation, Transgressive, Cult of yes. Confusion. Now, and here you go again. You're delving into a subject that most people or some people on the left would rather we just shut up about, but you're not doing it. Tell us about what Transgressive is and why you decided to do it. Well, because I, I think a lot of people, and I would put myself in this category, haven't really thought a lot any depth about what this is. I mean, I think most people are, I'll speak for myself. You know, I, I'm not interested in policing other people's personal lives. I'm not particularly judgmental about it. If you want to, if you've got some weird personal life or you want to dress up in a certain way, I'm, I'm definitely not going to get involved. And that's, I think, the view of a lot of people. Um, so I think they felt like, well, there are these transgender people out there and they're different and, you know, whatever. They're not bothering me. All of a sudden, you have what turns out to be a very well-orchestrated, very well-funded effort to convince kids that biological reality is not real, that they can change their sex, that they will be happier if they do. And by the way, encouraging them to submit to surgeries and chemical interventions that will change their bodies forever, genital mutilation, permanent sterilization. And this isn't like eight you know, sort of offbeat people in Brooklyn. This is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of kids who are deciding to change their gender. And not all of them are getting surgeries or taking sterilizing drugs, but a lot of them are. So this is a, all of us, I mean, there's a thousands percent increase in the self-identification of people as trans in the past two years. This is a huge thing. And no one will say anything about it because the people pushing it are so aggressive so crazy, so willing to you know, hurt, literally hurt you if you say a word, that people are silent. And then every HR department and every big company in America is on board with this, and no one's saying anything about it. So we just decided to make a documentary explaining, you know, what this is. What is this? What is actually happening? You know, why would you give a, a you know a fifteen year old girl a hysterectomy or have her breasts removed? Right. You know, uh, why would you sterilize kids with drugs? Like, what the hell is going on? The drug that they're that that is used, as they call a puberty blocker, has never been authorized by the FDA 
for that yes. purpose. It is Lupron Depot. It is Lup a variation of Lupron. Lupron yes. is used as in a cancer treatment as one of the uses if you have prostate cancer. Ask me how yes, I know that. Right. And now, now let exactly, me. That's exactly right. And let me tell you some of the effects, even for grown men. It will tear you up emotionally. You have no yes. idea yes. whether you're coming or going emotionally. Yes. This is for grown men, not and that and women that have taken it for cancer treatment. It affects your hormones dramatically because what it does, it fools the body into thinking that it is testosterone. And so all of your testosterone production shuts down. And instead, yes. it is an estrogen. And so now you're dealing with an And let me tell you something. Guys, this is no joke if you have to take this. Now, the FDA has never approved this drug as a puberty blocker, but yet it's being used. And no one is just – it's being done – to these children and no one is saying hey guys how about some clinical studies on this how about studying the long-term effects on this before we do well, this exactly that's exactly right and i i had a i mean me, you know many 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 men have taken this including one of my closest friends and it sent him to the edge of sanity i mean it really it saved his life probably you know he survived prostate cancer 15 years but it, I mean, it's not a small thing at all. It, it kind of wrecked him. So it to is to kids is crazy. It was called a confession, true confession. I have taken it. I had to yeah. take it. I had prostate cancer. And this is what, after the radiation, the drug that I had to take. And, folks, I am telling you, this is no joke. This is scary. What Tucker just said about it taking you to the edge of sanity, hell yeah, it does that. And what, 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 what one of my doctors told me just quite simply, hey, excuse me, this is chemical castration that we've done to yes. you. Yes. Yes. I mean, in fact, it was when I covered, I was a crime reporter 30 years ago, and there was a huge debate about what to do about sex offenders who, real, real sex offenders, you know, people who are compulsively molesting children. And a lot of them, some of them anyway, I interviewed one who said, I don't, I, I can't stop these compulsions. I want to be castrated because I don't want to molest children. It's, it's so immoral. And so this was a national debate. You know, should we chemically castrate sex offenders? And this was the drug that they were going to use to do it. So this is not, you know, this is right. not like taking three Tylenol at all. And by the way, the effects for me were temporary, just so you yes. know. But it was yes. a hell of a temporary that I'd never wish on my worst enemy. Now, that said, in addition to that, you have people, Tucker, like I had the, uh, the, the fortune to talk with uh, Dave Chappelle uh, last week over in, I was in London. He was at the, uh, the, uh, the gig, that, the Foo Fighters gig, and he, he spoke there. Dave Chappelle, they've tried to run him out of show business for talking about transgenderism in a joking way. Look at J.K. Rowling and what they've done to her. They've tried yes. to now just totally harass her. So anyone, whether they're, they're right, center, left, no matter where you fall in your political affiliation, no matter where you fall racially, sexually, whatever, if you talk about this in the way that the left doesn't want you to talk about this issue, they want to shut you down. Well, the fact they would go after Chappelle, like, shocked me. Because <laughs> Chappelle, first of all, is not a right winger. Okay, I think right. he's got probably some conservative opinions, but he's not like a right winger. He's also the single biggest comedian, not just of the moment, but like of a generation. 
there's nobody who doesn't, even people who don't like Dave Chappelle admit Dave Chappelle is like inspired. He's like kind of a genius. Right. And, and he's the most popular comedian in the world. <laughs> and they came very close to shutting him down. I mean, that is just crazy. The power they, and, and then so for these same people to say, we're an oppressed community, really? How, and Chappelle makes this point brilliantly, I think. It's like, really, how oppressed are you that you can get Google and the U.S. government <laughs> to do your bidding? You're the opposite of oppressed. You're the overlord. You're the bully. You are crushing people weaker than you while claiming to be the victim. Wow. Tucker, so where can people see your documentary series? On Fox Nation, um, which is the streaming service that Fox has, which is part of a, a longer-term effort to insulate ourselves from the control of the tech companies. I mean, YouTube is fantastic. You can get huge you know, viewership on YouTube, but you are at the mercy of Google, which is totally politicized, as you know. So, mm-hmm. um, so this is a subscription service that cannot be canceled by the tech companies, and, um, and, th- and that's where this documentary is. And that's where you, you do some great programming. On Fox Nation, I have to tell you, I've seen it, and and you know, so people that cannot get enough Tucker Carlson, this is where you go, and this is where you can see Tucker long form. By the way, well, I interviewed you on it, and that that was the beauty of it because you know, well, you know, you can't in a conventional TV show in cable news, you're getting four or five minute interviews with people, and that's enough most of the time. But there are also people you want to talk to for an hour. Right. And the medium just doesn't allow it, and this does. So I love it for that reason. But, Tucker, we want you to come back as often as you want to when you have something that you want to talk about, the news story of it, down, as if you don't get enough. I mean, but... but Are you kidding? It, I'm honored, and I, I've loved it. Thank you. Thank you, Tucker. And please come back and join us. And, folks, please, Fox Nation, check this out. Check out this and everything else you can get your hands on with Tucker. Tucker, we love you. You're doing an incredible job. And for many of us... Tucker, I've said it to you privately. I'm going to say it publicly. You are carrying the torch, Tucker, that we all need carried. I'm really honored and flattered. Thank you for telling me that. Thanks, Tucker. Tucker Carlson, WABC Talk Radio 77, Boston Early's Rush Hour. We're coming back right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Princess Die coming up later this afternoon. On Boston Early's Rush Hour, right now, we come back with Otis Redding. Sitting in the morning sun, I'll be sitting when the evening comes. Put a voice. Watching the ships rolling. Today's Otis Redding's birthday here on WABC Talk Radio 77. What was the first big hit? I'm going to ask the youngsters in the crowd. Diego here, Pete, they're kids. So I always like asking them tough questions. I'll start with Pete. What was Aretha Franklin's first big hit? I don't know. <laughs> I love you, man. Diego, take a stab. Aretha Franklin? Aretha Franklin, Queen of Soul. She was a singer. She was a... Yes! You guessed it. You got, or did you know it? I knew it. Play it. One quick second. Yes. And then there's something about this. <clears throat> we're waiting. We're waiting. We're waiting. Diego. Diego, by the way, has an album out. 
You rocking with that? Who wrote this song? That I don't know. Otis Redding. Wow. Play it. Let's head to the telephones. Rhonda, South Bend, Indiana. My darling Rhonda, how are you this afternoon? I'm good. And by the way, you do still have the best bumper music. I'm just saying. (laughs) I love it. I have a question for you. I wish I could have asked Tucker this. But the Tucker Carlson's, the Rush Limbaugh's, and yes, uh, the James Golden's on the airwaves today. What is the basis of of your courage, you you guys have don't put me against... don't 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 put me in the same category as 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 Rush and and or Tucker because I'll tell you why because I don't take nearly the unbridled hateful criticism that both of them take from a well organized political machine that pretends to be a journalist in this country. They don't bother me the same way that they bothered Rush or Tucker. They have made it a mission an all-out mission to try to, to ruin the careers. They did it for 30 years. They, these bastards, and excuse my language, but that's what they are. These bastards lied about Rush for 30 years. They lied about him. They called him every kind of racist that he was. The man wasn't. They're doing the same thing to, call, to, to Tucker Carlson. These bastards do the same thing to him. They call him a racist. This man doesn't have a racist bone in his body. Neither did Rush. These are two of the most decent human beings you'll ever met, meet on the planet. They lie about their motives. They lie about what they say. They take what they say out of context. And yet, these guys show up every day and they do their jobs. They're fearless. And that's one of the things that I admired so much about Rush. He stood up in the face of all this. You know, Rush would laugh at me. I would some days come in the studio fuming mad. And I did because of some lie that some of these one of these leftists w- had put out we, either in the New York Times, the Washington Post, the L.A. Times or said on one of their network TV shows. I'd come in almost in tears. I was so angry. And he'd look at me and he'd laugh. He said, why are you getting upset about this stuff? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. And he would keep right on doing what he does. Tucker has the same kind of attitude. You heard him. These guys have a courage in the face of these attacks that is just unbelievable, Ron. And I can only tell you where I think they get it from. I think they get it from their internal spiritual armor. That's where I think they get it from. Ah, uh, well, you you might not be drawing that right now, but the more you're out there, the more you'll start drawing it. That's just an aside. In my experience, the more opposition you get, the more you can know that you are over the target. Mm. That's what I've observed. And I think the only way maybe to, um, uh, yes, a spiritual uh, well to draw from, but I think you have to love the truth that much. And really, you have to love other people that much. 
That's what that puts you in the category that you're at. That's what puts Princess Di, who we'll hear from shortly, in the category. You talk about the truth. You don't, you, you make, this is the thing. And that's what Rush was about. That's what Tucker's about. It's no matter what the opposition is, loving the truth and the belief that in spite of the odds that you're up against with these organized liars, these organized bigots, these organized purveyors of hate, that the truth will win out. Yes. Yes. And so, for example, this documentary that he has made about the transgenders, I I think that he must really, truly love these people that are struggling and are being affected by this transgender ideology. Because if I love my sons, for instance, I will not sugarcoat something to make them feel good. I will tell them the truth because the truth will save them. And many of the kids that have undergone this now, when they get older, they regret it. There, there was, we have another, there's some other audio I just lifted today. We'll play it tomorrow on um, that, that lives of TikTok found. And they're trying to run her out of business because of the truth about another one of these kids that had the surgery and regrets it. They're all over. Rhonda, we got to go. Time is short. Love you, darling. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. James Golden, A.K. Snurley, Bo Snurley's Rush Hour, coming back after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. 77 WABC and Tunnel Towers Foundation presents 9-11, 21 years later. Now... Here's Bo Snurdly. You know, it's the day that changed our lives, and it changed our lives forever. New York's news talk leader will never forget. 77 WABC joins the Tunnel to Towers Foundation for special days of tribute today, September 9th, and Sunday, September 11th. Tunnel to Towers Foundation's 9-11 Remembrance. Remembering 9-11 21 years later on 77 WABC. It's time for a radio royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. <sighs> well, Your Highness, when, uh, when, when, when are you going over? Uh, uh, when are you going over? I'm staying here with you, Sir James. Well, good. They've got too many of the worlds over there anyway. We can have you here, our own princess. <laughs> uh, I have been very moved by some of the things that I've seen. Uh, uh, starting with, by the way, the double rainbow over Buckingham yes. Palace within moments after her passing. I, I tell you, I just think that is a God thing. I think it is a I think it's an amazing cosmic testament to a life well lived. That's what I think. I agree with you. I think the symbolism is real. And I loved that you pointed that out. You know, um, I also you know, look, I mean, we're, we're Americans. I mean, we rebelled against these people. We were the first ones that said, hey, this is how you break out of these, out of this little uh, 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 commonwealth thing. We don't want this. We don't want your taxes. We don't want any of that. But there's nothing wrong with us still kind of, you know, from well, afar. The alliance has been very significant for world history ever since we broke free and taught them who we were and who we are. So there is, and also it's a good reminder of what's happening at Hong Kong right now under British rule, quote unquote, they were the freest people 
in the Chinese world. And now look what's happening to them. Now they're back to being slaves of the Chinese government. Yes. So British Empire was something that needed to end. However, the British influence was significantly important to our freedom. I saw a story that you posted, Your Majesty, on uh, it was a Federalist story. New CDC data shows COVID shot myocarditis concerns are legit. Yes, that was uh, an important story that mainstream media is starting to cover. Uh, what was labeled misinformation and disinformation a year ago turns out to be true, which doesn't surprise any of us. I mean, this is another reason why we must not ever censor, because often the unpopular view or the or the minority view turns out to be essential to our health. And in this case, it really is. Uh, a year ago, there were uh, studies done and a doctor, a couple of doctors came out with a report that they said there were 94 cases of cardiac adverse events in teenagers per million cases, uh, per per million uh, vaccines. And this was basically shut out of social media, this report. It was an actual scientific study. Well, a year later, the CDC is basically reporting the same thing. It's a low percentage, but it needs to be known by parents making the decision and also schools and uh, public places making the decision whether or not to issue that warning. That's knowledge that needs to be taken into consideration by people making the decision whether to get a shot. There seems to be a problem in young males especially, and that was true a year ago, and it's true now, and now they're admitting it in the CDC. Interesting. Very interesting. On the day, by the way, that Dr. Simone Gold is let out of. And th- did you see did you see they forced Steve Bannon to do the perp walk? Oh, these people so these yeah. people just are just despicable. Yes, uh, they are. So that brings me to your take, which I have been wanting to hear on the special master, the ruling by the judge, and the hizzy fit that the Democrats and liberals are throwing, which led to the DOJ saying, okay, we're going to try to appeal this. I love your take on all of it. Well, a lot of it is amusing to me because, as you say, on the one hand, they're saying, oh, this isn't going to make a bit of difference. Trump's still in deep trouble. But they're losing their minds. Their hair-on-fire reaction tells you they did not expect this. They are surprised, and they are just basically running around saying, humana, 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 humana. (laughs) They have (laughs) filed an appeal, and what we do know is it's going to slow things down. And the thing that's amusing to me, it goes to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, and that happens to have six of the 11 judges as Trump appointees. So this is known as a conservative court. And do you know who oversees the 11th Circuit? Court no, I, I, don't, I don't know who, who, who oversees it. Clarence Tubbs. Oh! <laughs> this is one of the reasons that they cannot stand it. <laughs> believe that this is going to, I mean, this, <laughs> this is why I'm laughing. <laughs> the irony is just <laughs> right. 
Oh, this is just too delicious. <laughs> but, you know, so the the Department of Justice is really upset because this um, screws with their timeline and their plans. And they do not want to have a special master appointed who is going to actually oversee what they've done in this raid. And it turns out that all the things that they've been leaking, those are the real problems. They've been talking about the damage done to this country for mishandling, uh, you know, national security documents. They're the only ones who are mishandling the documents. All of a sudden, they're showing up in the Washington Post. And while they were, you know, secure in Trump's Mar-a-Lago, they never showed up as leaks. So these are the people who are accusing Trump of doing exactly what they're doing. And this, to me, is a really interesting... You want to hear my theory? Yes, I do. This is a real out-there theory, but it makes me laugh, so I'm going to tell you. Okay. One of the things that everyone was shocked at was the empty folders. There were 48 empty folders found in the Mar-a-Lago raid that had uh, classified banners on the outside of the folder and Mm -hmm. 42 empty folders that had returned to staff military aid. Do you know what I think happened? What? I think Trump turned them over to Durham. (laughs) 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 I think that he already got them to the special. This is my theory because... The the right and the left were shocked that these documents were not there. None of the people who follow this story closely expected that. All of a sudden, so who is really good at keeping a close counsel of what he's doing? Do you remember when Comey was fired? He did not see that coming. And Trump is able to, uh, you know, kind of get things done and to orchestrate things without anyone knowing. So that is my wish that that's what happened. And I think it explains a lot of the trauma. Well, that would be really interesting. I cannot wait your Majesty, to see how this thing plays out. You will be joining us tomorrow on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. I cannot wait. And that was a great interview with Tucker. Thank you for that. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad you, you know what? We had some, uh, David Limbaugh, I saw David again. He was here today with, uh, with, <clears throat> with Mr. Kelly, with Mr. Kelly's show and um, David and his daughter, uh, so it was a real pleasure to speak with David, too. I know you. you Such a great interview. I just loved that. And I loved your reminiscence with him of Rush. And that was just so wonderful. You, I hope you have both Tucker and David and his daughter on again, because I really enjoyed both of those. Well, thank you. I'd love to do 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 more of that. You know, the danger for me is I, you know, I don't. You know the way that we came up with Rush, Diana. We were right. the, the show was the show, and it was like, and don't send me calls about this or that with the Bible, and because we, that's not what we do here. Well, so, you're a great interviewer, so you go through. You know, you have your music interviews. You you really go uh, all over in the culture and what interests you. And I think you should keep doing that. Well, thank you. You know, by the way. ACDC. Tomorrow I'm going to get a little bit more chance, a little bit more to talk about this concert that was over in Wembley that I went to last weekend. Five and a half, five and a half hours of rock and roll. And it was some of the best rock and roll I've ever seen in my life live, including Nile Rodgers did the two David Bowie songs that he produced 
on and Omar was drumming on those. You know Omar. Wow. And so it oh, sounded yeah. like the record. He did Let's Dance, they did Modern Love, and it sounded it was so amazing. And then A C D C blew the whole to me, A C D C blew it up. They were That's it was awesome. the most amazing live performance I think I have ever I Diana, I've seen I don't know how many live performances in my life. This to me was one of the best live performances I have ever seen in my life. It was amazing. Well, I can't wait to hear more tomorrow. All right, Princess Di, thank you, Your Majesty. Your Her Majesty, look, folks, we're out of time today. That's it. Most Nerdly's Rush Hour comes to a grinding halt. But we're back 7 o'clock in the morning for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Hope you're here with us. Thank you, Tucker Carlson. Thank you, David Limbaugh. Thank you, Christine. Thank Limbaugh Bloom. Thank you, Princess Di. And this is WABC's 100 year. We had our big anniversary dinner on Thursday. Thanks, John Katsimatidis, for saving this radio station and turning it into the number one talk station in America again. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Thanks to my crew. Diego has an album out, by the way, folks. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.